Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Packers and Law. I am Jake, the Packer veteran, and it's it's the new year. It's 2020. Uh, we made it. Um, I know a lot of people are looking back and doing the Facebook thing where you post a photo from 2010 and one from 2020. Uh, yeah, whole decades gone by. Um, feels like it's been a lot longer than that for me, but uh, yeah, it's 2020. Let's let's talk about the Packers. Uh, so that game against Detroit, um, boy. You know, I, I I know I said last week that the Packers, I, I was picking the Packers to win because they learned their lesson. They were going to come out and get off to a good start, and they were going to beat Detroit convincingly. Um, that didn't happen. Uh, the Saints did that in their game against the Panthers. They ended up winning, I don't know, it was like 45-10, to 10, something like that. Uh, yeah, but it, th- there was no doubt in that game that the, Pan- that the Saints were going to take care of business. Packers, not so much. Uh, just... Man, everything was going wrong. The Lions were moving the ball effectively. The offense was off. Rodgers, boy, his inaccuracy in the early part of this game, he missed so many plays. And then there was the one play uh, where he he missed Aaron Jones a couple times on passing routes. But the first time, I thought it was going to cost us our best you know weapon on offense, Aaron Jones. It looked like he got hurt. He left the game for a while. He did come back, had a good game. But, boy, I don't know what it was. Again, the Packers, just like in San Francisco, they had everything to play for, and they just came out. Even Matt Lafleur said at halftime they they were sleepwalking, and that's a. I mean, that's there's almost no other way to say it. They nothing was working. The offensive execution was bad. Rodgers was bad. The defense wasn't playing well enough. Wasn't getting enough pressure on uh, David Blau, who again, undrafted guy from Purdue, should not be carving out the Packers' offense, but he was. Um, then you know to add. To literally add uh, injury to insult, as it were, uh, then well, uh, Corey Lindsley and Brian Belaga left the games left the game with injuries. Lindsley with a back injury, and Belaga was in concussion protocol, so that wasn't great. So then you start thinking, well, if we lose this game, we're gonna have to play next week, and now two of our starting offensive linemen are hurt, and you know the Lions give them credit. I said they were gonna come out motivated. You know, some people thought the Lions had checked out. Um, you know, I'm like I said, they would love nothing more than to ruin the Packers' season, make them play, not ruin their season, but I guess take away that bye, make them play this weekend. Uh, it's Saturday as I'm recording this. And, yeah, it's uh, it, it just looked bad. Uh, it started to feel like, you know, I brought up that 2002 story, which I was regretting watching the game. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have dug up the ghosts of the past. But it started to feel like that again. It started to feel like the Packers, you know, we're going to have a chance to go in and get a bye and then just let it slip away, you know, by getting destroyed by a team that they were clearly better than um, for most of the season. Well, I guess you look at the Lions now. The Packers have now beaten the Lions twice. They swept the season series with Detroit, and they were never winning until the final, you know, until the clock set all zeros in either game, uh, which I believe that's only happened once before. Uh, I think it was the 49ers were playing this, the Saints. I think it was in the 70s or the 80s. I don't know. I, I, I saw tw- uh, something on the internet about it. But, um, yeah, that doesn't happen very often, obviously. Uh, you know, Packers are able, in both in both games, I guess, against Detroit, able to, uh, you know, right the ship in just in the nick of time in order to come up with a win. You know, I know there's always talk about who the Packers want to be playing uh, next weekend after the bye. Uh, maybe we should just be that one out playing Detroit again because for some reason they had our number this year and we were only able to escape by uh, the skin of our teeth. But yeah, turning around in the second half, you know, Rodgers finally got on his game. 
Uh, Aaron Jones had a bunch of big plays. Devontae Adams had a good game. Obviously, Alan Lazard had the uh, the crucial tying touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, so, yeah, they figured it out eventually, but, boy, was it nerve-wracking there for a second. Uh, I mean, not for a second, for most of the game, I should say. Um, and so the Packers did end up getting that that very, uh, as I have in my notes here, that juicy first round by in the notes I have, maybe first seed. Uh, unfortunately, the Seahawks fell inches short of accomplishing that for the Packers. Uh, if you haven't watched the highlights of that, that Sunday night game, the uh, Niners and Seahawks, I'll go back and watch that, and uh, you know, if you really wanted that first that first uh, seed, uh, you can realize just how painfully short the Packers came to actually getting that. Um, but in any case, yeah, Packers did turn around and win, uh, and get the you know get the buy, hold on to the two seed. Um, the thing is, the Packers have been such a crazy, you know, it's been such a crazy season. I've seen a lot of things on social media about how the Packers are maybe the worst thirteen and three team ever, <laughs> because you think at thirteen and three, you know, it really is incredible. Like you, you think about the Packers' performances and the fact that they didn't really have a signature win, and I think the closest thing they had to a signature win was against Minnesota a couple weeks ago. They just, they just don't feel like a thirteen and three team to me. Like I think of the thir- you know, the good teams of the past who were thirteen and three, you know. I think it teams that, you know, were more consistent on both sides of the ball. I feel like, you know, the Packers have been up and down all season. Um, I mean, I think, look at the Packers, you know, 1996 Super Bowl team that was 13-3. You know, sure, they had a couple missteps against, you know, the Chiefs and the Vikings and the Cowboys. But, you know, they had some dominating wins, you know. And, then that, of course, that season, you know, they scored the most points in the league. They allowed the fewest. So they were consistent on both offense and defense for most of the year. Um, whereas, you know, the Packers have had, again, two games that they won where they weren't winning until the final horn. Um, you know, other games that were pretty close throughout, like against the Chiefs, you know, multiple games where they were up big and then let the other teams come back. Like, you know, uh, the Vikings game in Green Bay, the game against Dallas, uh, you know, where I feel like in the past, you know, they may, maybe would have shut the door a little earlier on those teams. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna say they're the worst 13 and three ever. Some people are also saying they're the weakest two seed ever, which you know, I don't know about that. But yeah, they just you, you look at their record and they just don't feel you, you. You expect at least I do. You expect to feel more confidence uh, in a team when you see oh man, they only lost three times out of 16 games. They must be really good. And obviously the potential is all there. I know we've been saying like we keep waiting for the Packers to put it all together because if they do that. You know, they could be unstoppable, but they just haven't, you know, whether it's been, you know, the defense not playing as well as it has or, you know, Aaron Jones disappearing for a couple games or Aaron Rodgers, you know, like on last week having like maybe the worst accuracy game of his career. I mean, he was 27 at 55, uh, which wasn't great. Um, like I said, missed a ton, a ton, a ton of plays. Um so it's just interesting. And, like, honestly, I don't know how to feel about who the Packers, you know, regardless of who the Packers play, it feels to me like they're ripe for a one-and-done. Um, you know, I know there's a whole thing about your record. you are which record says you are, and the Packers record says they're one of the best, you know, they're a top-four team in the NFL right now. Um, but honestly, I think, especially if the Packers end up playing the Saints, which I think that's going to be the case, Boy, that that seems like a tough matchup for me, 
for the Packers, even if it's outside at Lambeau and it's you know it's only supposed to be 30 degrees and snowy, a little snowy right now, which doesn't offer the Packers a huge advantage in terms of weather conditions. Uh, but obviously that can change between now and uh, next weekend. But yeah, I just don't know how to feel about the Packers' chances overall. They just, like I said, they haven't put all. Maybe they put all together and go on a big run and win the Super Bowl. That would be great. I hope that's what happens. Um, but you know, it hasn't happened yet. And like I said, the two times when the Packers have had basically everything in front of them, you know, and big, you know, prime, you know, prime game to uh, solidify their playoff seating, and they've come out really flat both times. And I don't understand why that is. Um, you know, I guess. I guess you could say the same thing about the Bears game in terms of like you know they just got to win and hold on to the two seed. But even that game came down to the you know the final play and was really close. Like the Bears probably like I said you know when we talked about that game, they probably should have scored and probably should have won. But um, yeah, I just man I don't know how I I'm not feeling like the Packers you know are world beaters as the two seed, which I feel like is how you're supposed to feel normally. You know I think back to 2010, you know Packers are the six seed. I was just like, well, we got in. Let's just go as far as we can, and, you know, let's just see what happens. And I kind of felt good about them as a sneaky dark horse underdog, which, you know, ended up being true because they won the Super Bowl as a six seed. Uh, but, yeah, as a two seed, and after this season, man, I'm just I'm, I'm so unsure about how to feel. Um, but let's talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, f- first of all, for the final time of this season, uh, let's go around the NFC North and see what everybody else did. Um, so the Vikings uh, lost to the Bears 21 to 19 in their season finale at in uh, Minneapolis. Of course, that was a meaningless game for the Vikings. They already locked into the sixth seed, so they rested a bunch of guys. Uh, so I guess that loss isn't that shocking. But you know, now everyone there's the whole backed into the playoffs thing. The you know Vikings end the season losing three of five, including two in, two in a row at home to division opponents. Um, so I guess we'll have to see how they rebound. But uh, so they'll be playing, or sorry, they'll finish the season in ten and six as the six seed, uh, and they will be playing the Saints uh, tomorrow. Uh, it is two forty Central time as I'm recording this, so none of the games have started yet. The uh, first game today, Bills and Texans, will start soon, uh, which I will be making predictions about the playoff games just for fun. So uh, it is two forty, so the game hasn't started yet. So don't think I'm like you know. I'm not recording this as the game ends. I was like, oh, I miraculously picked the winner. Um, anyway, Saints will be playing the Vikings in the Superdome uh, tomorrow at uh, 1 o'clock, uh, noon. I think it's at noon. Uh, the Bears, of course, they beat the Vikings 21-19, so they finished the season at 8-8. Eight eight. Um, they've already said Mitchell Trubisky is coming back as their starting quarterback next year, so I guess we'll see how they move forward with his development. And, of course, the Lions lost to the Packers 23-20. Uh, you know, and they finished the season 3-12-1. You start to wonder if, you know, Matthew Stafford, how much longer he'll be in Detroit. Um, I guess they've already said Matt Patricia's coming back, which I think is a good move. I, th- I think it's too soon to cut bait on him. Um, it didn't stop other teams from cutting bait on their coaches. Uh, but, yeah, so they finished 3-12-1, and, and they are now done with their season. Uh, so for playoff picture, the Packers... As I said, just barely held on to the two seed. So they will play either the Saints, the Seahawks, or the Eagles. The only team they can't play next weekend is Minnesota. So basically it hinges on that um, that Minnesota game. Uh, so actually, we'll, we'll, we'll probably already know. Well, I guess we won't know for sure. So if the, if the Saints win, we're playing them automatically. 
if the Vikings were to win, then we have to wait until later on uh, the evening game, uh, Seahawks and Eagles, to see who would be coming to Lambeau. Again, I feel like it's going to be the Saints, and that's going to be a tough game for the Packers. Uh, I think the Saints are actually, I mean, they also finished 13-3. and I think the Saints overall are a better team than Green Bay is right now. But uh, again, I won't make any, we won't do any analysis until we know for sure who we're playing. Uh, so but for this weekend, it is wildcard weekend uh, as I record this. And the uh, so the Bills are playing the Texans today, and then later on the Titans will play the Patriots. In that first game, I'm going to take the Texans. I just think they're an overall more talented team, especially if they get J.J. Watt back. Uh, that's the rumor anyway. I don't know for sure if he's going to be back, but I just think... Uh, you know, the Bills have a great defense. Uh, I think they're very limited offensively. Um, I just don't think they can, you know, match the Texans' offensive firepower. Uh, but I'll take the Texans in that game. Titans-Patriots, look, I know there's a whole thing about don't count on the Patriots. You know, they always, this is what, what they do. They always win the playoffs. You know, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are the best quarterback and coach in the history of the game. All that stuff is basically true. The Patriots haven't played on wildcard weekend in 10 years. Let's not forget, they like the Packers, they had everything in front of them. They, all they had to do was play a losing team at home and beat them to secure a bye. And unlike the Packers, who got to a slow start and they corrected themselves, the, the Patriots, who you know have had a, had a great defense all year, let Ryan Fitzpatrick move down the field and score the game-winning touchdown with like 20 seconds to go and ended up coughing up the number two seed to fall down to number three, giving the two seed to the Chiefs. So now, like I said, for the first time since 2010, they will play on Wild Card Weekend. And if you recall, uh, let me take you back to January 2010, the last time the Patriots played on Wild Card Weekend. They played the Baltimore Ravens, who uh, football fans know have been a pretty big thorn in the side of the Patriots in the playoffs. Really the only thing that's consistently given them problems. Uh, I think it was on the first play from scrimmage, Ray Rice ran for like an 80-something yard touchdown. And yeah, Patriots ended up losing that game. Uh, in you know being a one and done, so and honestly, you look at the offenses of the two teams. The Titans' offense is you know playing really well. I mean, Derrick Henry won the rushing title this year. He's just he's a beast at running back. AJ Brown has you know had a thousand yard season. Uh, ended up as a rookie. Ended up being really good. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill has really turned it around uh, in his career. You know they put him in there for Marcus Mariota, who was not playing well. And, yeah, the Titans have, you know, managed to sneak into the playoffs. I just, man, you know, I, I know it's at it's at, against at home for the Patriots and everything. You're not supposed to doubt them. I'm going to pick the Titans. I don't think they can stop Derrick Henry, and I think the Titans' defense can do enough against Tom Brady. The Patriots just don't have the weapons they used to. You know, I know that's their thing, too, is cobbling together pieces from, you know, cast-offs and what have you. But, you know, there's no Gronk. Uh, the running backs are fine. They don't really, you know, Nikhil Harry's basically the best receiver they have. He's a rookie. Uh, you know, Mohamed Sanu hasn't made a huge impact. So, yeah. All this to say, I'm probably going to be wrong. The Patriots are probably going to make me look stupid. But I'm going to pick Tennessee uh, to beat the Patriots. And then tomorrow we have the NFC slate of games, Vikings and Saints. I'm picking the Saints. Look, the way they lost in the playoffs the last two years, including the Minneapolis Miracle two years ago, uh, they're going to be highly motivated. Um... Boy, I feel like I'm talking about the Packers last week. But yeah, they're going to be highly motivated. Uh, they feel like they've been robbed of... Well, certain, last year they were certainly sort of robbed of a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, but I'm picking the Saints. I just think they're a much better team than the Vikings right now. Um, so that would mean the Packers would play them, of course. And then Seahawks-Eagles. 
I feel like the Eagles can win this game, but they are so beat up. I mean, they have they were playing guys that like nobody had ever heard of on Sunday against you know the Giants, who of course are also not very good. Um, and the Seahawks are also you know they're missing their top two running backs. They brought back Marshawn Lynch. He had a you know had a decent impact on that game, but also uh, then there's the issue of quarterbacks. I still think Russell Wilson is you know. Much better than Carson Wentz right now. I mean, Wentz is good. Don't get me wrong, but I think Wilson has played better this year. This is uh, this is easily the toughest game to pick, I think. Um, but yeah, just based on the injuries and uh, the difference in quarterback for me, I guess I, I got to take Seattle um, to go play the uh, the number one seed 49ers. Uh, plus, that's kind of fun, and they had to play each other three times. That'd be kind of an interesting matchup. So yeah, to recap, I had the Texans over the Bills, Titans over the Patriots, Saints over the Vikings, and Seahawks over the Eagles uh, on this here wildcard weekend. Uh, so yeah, we'll watch those games, and then we'll see who the Packers are slated to play, and then we'll talk about it next week. Uh, so that's the end of the episode for this week. Uh, as always, you can find us at PackToTheFuture.com, Packer fan site. Go there and check us out. Check out the other stuff on there. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Email us at PackersInLive.gmail.com. Uh, all that fun stuff. And uh, enjoy the playoff games, and we'll talk to you guys in the next episode.